0: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Oh, so um, I found someone who can come in and do office yoga in the morning before work. Oh, great. How much are they? Uh, so they're, you know what? <laughs> Never mind. I don't even want to know. If they'll come in before work. It's all good. <laughs> okay, cool. Welcome to Happier in
0: Hollywood, a podcast about how to be happier, healthier, saner, more creative, more successful, and more productive in a backbiting, superficial, chaotic, unpredictable, fundamentally insane world. I'm Liz Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in L.A.,
1: and with me is my high school friend and writing partner of 18 years, Sarah. That's me, Sarah Fain. On this podcast, we talk about being writers in Hollywood, how we balance a career and friendship, and how to survive the war of attrition that is life in Los Angeles. Today, we'll talk about dressing like a boss. What does it mean? And is it a goal we can achieve? (laughs) It's debatable. Then we're going to check in with our former assistant, Brooke Turner. Brooke left the nest about a year ago, and she may be
0: flying back. yes. And we're going to answer a listener question about mom guilt. And then we have a shock like a boss Hollywood hack. But first, Sarah, you have an update.
1: Yes, it's it's really more of a thank you than an update, I guess. Um, in episode 53, I talked about the recent death of my father. And I've heard from so many of you um, on Facebook messages and on our Facebook group and Instagram and email. And I just want to thank you um all of you for reaching out so many people have shared their own experiences of loss and you know it sucks but it does help um to hear from people who have been through this and um and you know are coming out the other side and it it's definitely heartening to know that it gets better so i just wanted to say thank you to all of you
0: yes our listeners are pretty awesome and extremely thoughtful yes they are hearts. yes Okay, Sarah, on a totally different note, let's dive into our segment from the treadmill desk sub in which we discuss what's most pressing in our work psyches, and today it's dressing like a boss.
1: Yes. Now, we've been bosses for a long time. You know, often we're just the boss of our yes. Um, But when we're running a show, we're the boss of a whole production, and now we're running the fix, and it's time to put our big boss hats on. But do we actually have to Dress like a boss? This, as you know,
0: is something that I struggle (laughs) with mightily. I want to wear sweats and a hoodie every day. And we work in TV, so I can. Nobody's going to tell me not to. Even when we're running a show, I can show up in sweats, a T-shirt, and sneakers, um, and nobody's going to say a word about it, it's but totally I fine. always have the desire to up my game.
1: Yes. Um, and we started talking about this because we found out that Barbara Hall, who is a bit of a legend in this business. Yes. If you don't know, Barbara Hall is the creator of the CBS show Madam
0: Secretary. She also created Judging Amy and Joan of Arcadia. And she um, consulted on the first show we created, Women's Murder Club, and she always
1: looks amazing. Amazing. Um, And so what happened is we found out from a writer who used to work with Barbara that Barbara decided many years ago to always dress like she was going to be called up to a meeting with the network. Yes. This rocked my world.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, as soon as we heard that, we were like, oh, my God. It's Because it's not the Barbara literally probably thought I'm going to be called up to the network.
1: No, certainly not. That
0: happens very infrequently. (laughs) Yes. If that was your concern, you could just keep a change of clothes at the office. (laughs) Right. Um, I think it was really that she wanted to—I mean, this is me speculating—that she wanted to own being the boss. Yes. And there is this notion that if you're in authority, you should look like you're an authority figure. Right. Um, And that people will respect you more— if you um, own that. Right. So, Lord, what does that mean for us? I mean,
1: it just makes me feel exhausted, honestly.
0: Yeah, to think about wearing an outfit every day.
1: Yes, even though I know that, that you're right and that how you present yourself is important, and that in order to be treated fully like the boss, it's better to look that way. Didn't Hitchcock wear suits every day on set? Yeah, and we've known other directors who wear ties every day. Well,
0: you know, Gretchen and I, um, my co-host of Happier with Gretchen Rubin, we did a 30-day dress challenge where we both— made ourselves wear actual clothes or mm-hmm. no, it was our 30-day real clothes challenge where we each wore real wore real clothes every day. Mm-hmm. And I mean one downside is I found that I used the treadmill desk a lot less. Yes. Because I was wearing different shoes that weren't as comfortable for walking. Right. So that's one of the major issues.
1: And we are talking about um getting a treadmill desk and maybe even an elliptical depending on the space that we have um for our writers room. Yes. So that people don't have to be totally sedentary all day. Yes. Um so if we're having those, you know, we and everybody else is going to need to be in clothes that make sense.
0: Yeah, I what I think I might do is really up my flats game. So mm. up my sneakers to be real fashion sneakers. Mm-hmm. Um you know, when I was with you in New York, I bought some um espadrilles that were quite Fancy, very, very comfortable. Fancy. Yes. Um. And so
1: maybe that's the way in where mm-hmm. I can sort of split the difference. Yeah, I was thinking maybe for me it means black jeans. Oh, you're just going to wear black jeans, like verging on black pants. Mm-hmm. Interesting. <laughs> but, well,
0: you look a lot nicer than I do on a daily basis.
1: I, I mean. I would say it's a matter of degrees. Well,
0: (laughs) you certainly look better than I do. I don't
1: usually wear sweats, but I wear jeans, like, all the time. Um, I used to wear skirts more, but I've really transitioned into jeans. So I think if, like, I wear black jeans and, yeah, like, nice sneakers or nicer shoes, Mm -hmm. that might be my version of Dressing like a boss. Yeah.
0: Because do you think that it diminishes us to people?
1: I think it does. I think it's hard because in TV, this is really how writers dress, and there's an expectation that writers dress this way. But I also think that if we upped our game, it would be easier for people to see us as authority figures. I think often something that happens with us because we're a team mm. is that our like level of authority gets diluted
0: mm. somehow because yeah. it's
1: like, No one knows which one of us to take seriously or something. It's like, how about take both of us seriously? But I do think maybe for us, if we elevated, you know, it would be good. Yeah, because what I
0: think it does, I do think dressing like Barbara Hall fabulously. Yeah. um, It's like you seem more like the owner of a business as opposed to a TV writer. And a business owner gets sort of more respect than a TV writer. Yeah. And I think that's the difference. And so we want to be the bosses of our, you know, of our entrepreneurial pursuits. Yeah, right. We're not just TV writers. We're beyond that. Let's not forget, expand is our word of the expand. year. So I do think if we dressed incredibly well, it <laughs> would have an intangible impact yeah. on
1: our lives.
0: Yeah. So I don't know.
1: This is going to be an ongoing conversation. Yeah. Well, there's, there's also, you know, does this extend to hair? Is oh, it Does it go gosh. just beyond wardrobe yes. and into hair
0: hair is major and I, makeup Ooh. yes i will tell you i just bought a wand like a hair wand that helps me extend my blowout so <laughs> if i do get a blowout i can keep it going for like four days oh that's good so we'll see how my hair game is it'll might start off strong and then as the season progresses like it'll be back to not showering for a week wearing
1: sweats maybe we should make a pact for the first month Okay. Like like your Real Clothes Challenge. Yes. The first month, we'll, we'll try it we'll out. dress like bosses. Yes.
0: Okay. Do you have any tricks for dressing like a boss? Send us your thoughts. We want to know how to do this. Email us or send a voice memo to happierinhollywood at
1: gmail.com. And now it is time for our segment from the Outer Office. Today, we are checking in with the former resident of our outer office, (laughs) um, our former assistant, Brooke Turner. Brooke, welcome. Welcome. Hi, how are you? We are so good. As you know, because you were working with us for, was
0: it two years or three years, when we were trying to get a show on the air, we finally accomplished that goal. Yay! Yeah, now, yay. So exciting. <laughs> but, <Yes>. this, <laughs> but this isn't about us, it's about you. We promised our <laughs> listeners when you left that we would check in with you. So we have to start off by asking, what have you been up to? What have I
2: been up to? Loaded
0: question. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> not meant I to be. I
2: have been, <laughs> I've been writing. Um, I started working on a new show, not as a writer, but as a writer assistant and script coordinator. and as a show for OWN. What's and it called? I just wrap that up. It's called Love Is. And what's it about? It's a romantic comedy, but more romantic. It's a love story about Tamara and Selena Keel. So it's a oh. real life love story. Oh fun! Yeah, yeah. Oh
1: okay, I'll be uh, watching got
2: to
0: that. Sit in a, yeah, I got to sit in a meeting with Oprah. Whoa! So a, that was pretty cool. Was she everything that you imagined she would be? Um. Oprah
2: was everything that I imagined she'd be and we sang songs with her. It was really great. It was for the table read and I was super starstruck even though I'm not often <laughs> and someone in the meeting wore an Oprah for president t-shirt that they'd made.
1: <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> so that <was> awesome. Like, <laughs> that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, it was really cool. So, Brooke, have you learned any key lessons since you left us? Um, key lessons? I've learned a ton. I would say that uh, as far as a lesson that was helpful for
2: me it was something that one of your listeners said earlier, and uh, this is before when I was still working for you guys. And she said that the antidote to anxiety is action,
0: mm. and
2: I legitimately used that all through the course of this last year and everything I did um, because I would find myself getting a little restless or anxious, and I would just say, "Okay, what do you need to get done?" and just take one small step. So, a lot of it was, you know if I felt like I was working on a new script and I was feeling really anxious about it or was taking on a new job and felt really anxious about the new responsibilities, I would just try to like break it down into small pieces and just do something.
0: That's that's great. I think that's your mantra, Brooke. The antidote to
1: anxiety
0: is action. Yes. I don't remember remember who said it,
1: but they are genius. (laughs) (laughs) Now you're traveling right now. It seems like you've done a lot of traveling since we last saw you.
2: Yes, I have. I was, I just left Dallas because I was helping my cousin move into her new house. She she and her husband just bought a house, and they have a new baby. So I went to help out. um, And and now I'm just traveling until a date in June.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Brooke, tell us what's happening on June 18th. I'm coming back, y'all! Woo! (laughs) 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 You are going to be the writer's assistant on The Fix, which, in case anyone... Needs to. It's not our assistant. Mary will still be our assistant. The writer's assistant is the person who's in the room with the writers, and it's um, it's like a, a coveted position, right? Hopefully, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm really excited, and I'm
1: thankful, and yeah, I've missed you guys. Well, we cannot wait it's to have you fun. back. We're we're really Yay. thrilled that we get to hang out with you again. Yes, we
0: I'm are excited. very excited. Um, and we hope that uh, we'll have a whole kinds of talks about what kind of notes we like because you know, Brooke, I'm very specific about my notes. <laughs> oh in the God, room. Brooke, <laughs> yeah. you, you might want to run. <laughs> yes,
2: I, I already, I already know. I already know. I've, <laughs> I've gotten samples of some really great notes, so I'm ready. I'm okay, ready. I knew Liz
0: would have very specific requirements. Yes, yes. Well, my pet peeve is that. I feel like it's become this thing where writer's assistants just literally transcribe every single thing that's said in the room, which is very impressive in terms of typing skills, but it doesn't help us actually use the information because um, you can't sift through 60 pages of notes every day, and nor do I think it's helpful for the writer's assistant who is there because they want to be a staff writer and they want to be listening and contributing And if you're just transcribing, you can never think or contribute.
1: So anyway. Right. You're not engaging with the process Yes, if you're you're just writing stuff down. Writing
0: down words people say. Yeah. So, you know, yes. Yes. It's it's a whole thing. I won't do that. You and Liz are going to have many conversations (laughs) about
1: this.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, hopefully they all go well and we're using our
0: normal inside voices. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You will be fabulous, Brooke. You're going to be a great addition to the room. We want to hear your voice. We want to hear your point of view. Um, And we're very excited to have you back.
1: Thanks for bringing me back. I'm happy. So, Brooke, we will see you in a few days when the writer's room starts up. See you in a few days. See you soon. Enjoy your days of freedom. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Bye. Bye. And now it's time for a listener question. This week, we received a question about motherhood and dealing with guilt. Megan wrote, "'I am a new mom. My daughter is four months old and the light of my life. I work a full-time job as a restaurant manager, which means I work nights, weekends, and holidays.'" There are stretches of days that I only see her for 30 minutes each day. It's heartbreaking. I am about to embark on a new adventure as I take on a new role in my company. I will be traveling all over the country for three months of training and once training is complete, my new job will require that I travel all over Texas. I'm trying to prepare myself for the huge chunks of my daughter's life that I'm likely going to miss. Her first steps, her first words, etc. I know this career move was the right thing for me to do for my family, but I can't help but feel an extreme amount of mom guilt over not being there to tuck her in every night and hold her when she's crying as busy working moms how do you cope with the mom guilt when you can't be with your kids as much as you'd like what do you do to make the time you spend with them more memorable my husband is an art director and works monday through friday eight to five and we are both full-time online students graduating this year yay we live more than two hours away from family so getting help with childcare isn't easy
0: well, this is a tough one, Sarah. Yeah. Um, I'm sure many of our listeners can relate to what Megan
1: is going through. Yes, as can we.
0: Um, yes. I mean, the, the mom guilt thing is tough. I mean, so many people feel it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm lucky. I don't feel a lot of mom guilt. Um, partially, I think it's because early on when I was going back to work after I had Jack, I talked to my mom about it, and she was like, oh, you're. it's fine. Don't worry about it. Mm -hmm. You don't need to feel guilty. And the thing is, she had been there with me like every single day. She was a stay-at-home mom. And so I was like, okay, well, if my mom, who's a stay-at-home mom, is saying it's fine not to be a stay-at-home mom, then I'm just not going to worry about it. Yeah. (laughs) But you know I really care about my mom's opinion. (laughs) Yes. So your mom released (laughs) you. She released me of the mom guilt. Yes. Which doesn't mean I don't have a longing to be with him at times, but I really don't feel guilty about it.
1: Right. And I feel like... You know, my whole thing is about choicefulness, Mm. and we make choices. And as long as we're doing something for a bigger purpose, I feel like this is just a trade off that she has to make at this time. Yeah, we've talked a lot on the podcast about a season
0: of sacrifice, and it feels like this is her season of sacrifice. Mm -hmm. And from what she said, it sounds like she's doing a lot that's going to benefit her child and her family and might lead to her ultimately having more control over her time, Mm -hmm. more ability to be a better mother. But right now she has to do this. And so rather than feeling guilty about it, which serves no one, which serves absolutely no one, she should pat herself on the back for taking the steps necessary to
1: improve her family's life. Yes. Um, And then I would say just prioritize what you really want to be there for. Yes. You know, don't if you if it's important to you to be there for a birthday, make sure that you arrange the schedule to be there for a birthday. You know, just make the decisions about the important things. And as long as you have those, you know you're doing what's most important for you. Yes. And also, I wouldn't say that she should feel pressure to have like
0: so-called quality time. I Mm -hmm. think it's like when you're together, you just need to connect. It doesn't need to be like, oh my gosh, the half hour I have her, I'm going to sing to her every single second because (laughs) she needs to see that I know all these kids
1: songs. No, just like hold her, hug her. Love her. Look into her eyes. Yeah. Like I find, you know, we're so busy and Violet is almost six and we're, you know, constantly moving and doing this and that and just literally stopping and looking into her eyes. Like if she asks me a question, looking at her and knowing mm-hmm. that she's looking at me, it's so small. Um, her daughter's four months old. Those moments of looking into each other's eyes and connecting are so important.
0: Yeah, it's like doing nothing can be more important than doing something yeah. when you're with somebody you love. Yeah. By the way, and this is very personal to every parent, um, I love having Jack sleep with me several mm-hmm. nights a week. And that helps me just selfishly. I love being connected to him. During the night, I feel like it's just more time spent together, even though we're asleep. Now, Megan may not be able to sleep with a four-month-old. She may not believe in that, so I don't tell anyone they should do that. But I just decided, you know what, the day is going to come when he never wants to sleep in the same bed with me again. So as long
1: as he does, if he wants to, he can, because I love it and please don't judge me for this, but I can't stand sleeping with Violet. Um, well, she like, yeah, she sideways <laughs> sleeps. She sideways sleeps and she le- lays on me and I, it's just <laughs> awful. I totally agree with you that like there are times if, for example, I've been out of town when I'll tell her she can
0: mm-hmm. fall
1: asleep in my bed so that she can, you know, sleep with me for a night. It It is a great way to like connect and have like cuddly snuggle time. I just don't love it. Yeah. Anyway, Megan,
0: we're here <laughs> to tell you, you're doing an amazing job. Yes. You're an amazing mother. Um, if you need to cry, cry. But just know that you are
1: doing the best you can. And we're proud of you. And it won't always be like this. It really won't. Okay, listeners, how do you deal with mom or dad guilt? Shoot us an email or voice memo at happierinhollywood at gmail.com. Next up, we have a Hollywood hack that makes shopping easier. But first, a word from our sponsor. Liz, there is nothing I love more than having a delicious meal that I didn't have to cook, which is why I have been getting no prep, no mess meals from Factor. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's Okay, Liz, this week's Hollywood hack is, this is a life changer, (laughs) ask for a personal shopper.
0: Yes, we um, have heard about these personal shoppers. We've never actually done it, but we plan to. Oh, we're going to now. Maybe in our efforts to dress like a boss. Yes. (laughs) But we found out that you can call a store and ask them to give you a personal shopper, and that person will pick clothes out for you And so instead of, like, having to go through every
1: section, go through the racks— fine sizes. You can have your own person at, for no fee. Right. Here, I'm going to just read the Bloomingdale's website, okay. which which has a description of what this is. Okay. It says, Our in-the-know personal shoppers can help you work the latest trends into your existing wardrobe, find the perfect birthday present for someone special, or even update your home. So this isn't just your wardrobe. This is your house. Mm. Anyway. Plus, they can pre-shop the store to pull your items before your appointment, saving you time and energy. It's complimentary and there's no commitment to buy anything. Yeah, and this isn't
0: just Bloomingdale's. Our friend Corrine called to set up an appointment with a personal shopper at Saks, and she warned them she didn't want to spend a ton of money, and they said, that's fine. You don't have to spend a ton of money.
1: I mean... Why are we not all doing this every time we need to go shopping? I know. It's insane. Because, like, a good salesperson can really help. Yeah. And the idea that someone would have pre-selected items, oh, my God. Yeah. And, like, we don't have a lot of time to shop. And, like, I just keep thinking, if there was a person who I did this with regularly, mm, a personal shopper, yes. who would then, like, get to know what I like, I mean, how much time could you save?
0: Yeah. Plus, yeah, it's just so... um morale killing to try on clothes that don't work for you. So if it's someone who starts to get an idea of what's going to look good and what's going to, like, feel good on you, that also is just so much more of a happiness boost. Right. So clearly this is a service we should all be taking advantage of, um, but we probably don't ask because we don't think we deserve that extra
1: attention. Right. But we do. We do, and you do. Everybody deserves it. Let's do this.
0: Yes, we all deserve a little celebrity treatment, and we yeah. can have it. Yes. So next time you're going shopping, get a personal shopper, damn it. <laughs> and that's it for this episode of Happier in Hollywood. Email us or send us a voice memo at Happier Hollywood at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and please subscribe if you haven't already.
1: A special thanks to our former assistant, Brooke, for joining us today. Thanks to our producer, the amazing Chuck Reed from Sancola Sound. And thanks to the awesome ad team at Panoply. Thank you to our assistant, Mary Merkins, for helping us juggle the insanity that is our lives. And as always, thank you to Gretchen Rubin. Happier in Hollywood is part of the Onward Project. Get in touch. I'm on Instagram at Liz and Sarah is at S.
0: Fain. We also have a Facebook group. Search for Happier in Hollywood on Facebook to join the
1: conversation. Until next week, I'm Sarah Fain And I'm Liz Kraft. Thanks for joining us. It's a fun job. And we enjoy it.
0: Sarah, would you ever do like a joint personal shopper session with me? Oh,
1: that's a good idea for our for our month yeah, of for, dressing like bosses. yeah, like then we
0: can look at the outfits and be yeah. like, yeah, that looks good., uh, maybe not. I like it all right let's let's have Mary get on that, okay. Bloomingdale's Sherman Oaks, here we come. <laughs>